Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon from sunny and getting very hot Florida. Another week or two, the humidity will be back for the next four, five, six months. Um, not looking forward to that. Um, I'm almost not looking forward to doing the show I'm going to do today. Um, the tragic and horrific stories of children killing other children. Another one in Colorado. Kid comes into the school and he opens fire. I understand often why one person kills another. Right? Uh, someone catches their lover, their wife, their husband with somebody, and in a rage, they have the gun available and they shoot them. They're sorry afterwards or they're not sorry afterwards, but you can sort of understand at the moment they pull the trigger where they were psychologically. Uh, in war, people kill each other all the time. Um, you can understand where they are. Uh, or when somebody shoots somebody in self-defense, you can understand where they were psychologically without making any kind of judgment. The judgment comes afterwards. Was this uh, uh, a right thing to do? Was it a wrong thing to do? Uh, how should it be adjudicated? How should it be judged? But when these things happen in school, uh, it seems to me a whole other category of experience, uh, an event that needs to be explained, which leaves me mystified. Uh, I've never heard of this stuff before. Uh, there was a thing on the news this morning uh, that the mother was talking about the fact that children in, in kindergarten and first grade are routinely now, in the beginning of school, taught how to run away from a shooter, what they're supposed to do to help save their lives from somebody who might come into the school and shoot them. Um, on a cultural level, you know, I sit along with this, uh, I see this uh, along with the, the rising suicide rate, the tribalism in which there's such hatred from one side of the political spectrum to the other, where people are being dehumanized and there can't be any kind of discussion, where people are dehumanizing themselves. Uh, on a cultural level, it's almost as if the society I live in is consuming itself. Uh, a massive drug epidemic across the Midwest, pushed by uh, the greed and the lies of uh, big pharmacists, you know, wealthy people trying to get wealthier uh, without, without judging it, because these are all horrific. These are all criminal. They're all disgusting as I make judgments about it. I could sort of put my head into the motive and understand However, I disagree with the motive. However, I find the motive reprehensible. I can explain it. This I don't understand. I want to know, and this is the question. Well, I should open, you know, I wrote in my little opening for the thing, the story here. Um, I once years ago came across the definition of a monster. A monster is someone or something that looks human. It looks like us as a human being, but can't understand or doesn't care 
about the terrible pain it might inflict on other human beings, on human beings. And that qualifies us to say we're dealing with a monster. Vampires uh, are monsters. Um, you understand the motive of the vampire. He's eating. It's sexual. Um, many of our stories now in the movies, uh, we went through a period where um, one movie after another was of human beings becoming flesh-eating zombies. And I think that has deep cultural significance when we see our fellow human beings turning into a, a beast that preys on the flesh of other human beings, whether metaphorically or actually. But you understand the motive there. It excuses the behavior because some kind of virus has gotten loose and now you have uh, uh, zombies, flesh-eating, crazed zombies, not knowing what they're doing, driven by a primordial hunger to do what they're doing. Right? Uh, and you don't bother, it doesn't bother me to say that those are monsters. Right? Um, lately, superheroes are the only ones who could defeat the monsters that come to Earth or arise here, uh, who are human beings who are transformed in one way or another into an, a being that has no real idea why it's killing, except that's what its lust is to do. But here you have kids. I mean, they're kids. I'm going to leave for a little while the whole issue of the guns, because... I think to the degree that we as a society won't do anything about guns, that we won't um, uh, stand up and take a strong stand against those who see guns uh, as some kind of a, a uh, I see it with a fetish. Uh, nobody's going hunting, and I'm not against hunters. I'm not, I mean, that, that, that's deep deep into the uh, DNA of human beings to hunt an animal, um, particularly if they slaughter the animal and they eat the animal. Uh, I was upset as a child when Bambi's mother was killed by a hunter, but um, I understand the hunting. But AR-15s, automatic weapons, in the hands of people, who are not military, who are not fighting for their life on a battlefield, seems to me part, of, again, of a society that's consuming drugs, killing itself in a variety of ways, and, and now uh, unleashing and putting it to the hands of individuals who should have no way of getting a hold of these guns. Um, in Australia, some years ago, there was a mass shooting. They banned assault weapons. Just recently, in New Zealand, there was a mass shooting. And you could understand that mass shooting. It had to do with racial hatred. Uh, some good white individual decided that there were too many Muslims, and he went and killed 40 Muslims. Again, this doesn't excuse it. Explaining something doesn't excuse it. But it seems to me it's necessary, especially as a psychologist, to have some understanding why somebody does what they do. Right? And in his mind, this guy in Australia or New Zealand or, or some of the shootings here um, is a hero. 
he's eliminating the, eliminating the other, although he qualifies as a monster because he can't see the humanity in those that he's killing. He has no way somehow to process the unbelievable, lasting, forever pain he will cause the relatives who are are, uh, uh, relatives of the people who are slaughtered. Um, But a kid getting a hold of an AR-15, his father's, or he buys it, and, and then he goes in and What's he thinking? What's he feeling? Because however we call him a monster or the other standby, he's mentally ill. These are labels. These are judgments. Uh, Anybody who follows my show, you know how I feel about calling somebody mentally ill. Uh, It's not an illness. In fact, if it was some kind of a brain problem that we could locate and that would predict and explain the, the actions uh, that's one one thing, but th- there's no brain issues involved here. What was the kid thinking and feeling the moment he pulled the trigger? How did this come about? I really have difficulty. Again, I'm going to jump ahead and go back. The fact that we as a society can't ban assault weapons makes all of us monsters, cowards and monsters. Those are judgments, right? Um, I don't know what to do politically, except for vote for people who somehow uh, who somehow see that a civil society can't remain civil if anybody with any mental state, with any motive, can go and take uh, a weapon and uh, in the Las Vegas killing kill over six hundred people, just slaughter them while they sat in the dark listening to a concert and enjoying it. Uh, Horrendous, horrific, tragic. But what about the kid? Uh, When explanations are given, other than the the, the empty label, he's mentally ill, uh, he watched too many video games. Again, the movies are filled with violence. And if you watch, I see them advertised, these video games, where somebody carries a machine gun and goes and slaughters. Uh, And it's fun for the person who does it. Personally, it's not fun for me. And I I, I question the fantasy life of a person that acts out this kind of way. I understand that it's rooted in our tribalism. It's rooted in our animal nature. But let's say this kid who did the shooting, all these, any of these kids, um, what, what, what did the shooting, had played a lot of video games. At what point did he, if he did, lose the capacity to differentiate between a game on a TV screen and the actual killing of crying, screaming, bleeding human beings. I don't understand that. We could throw a word on that. He's psychotic. But the word doesn't explain. What was the thinking and feeling of the event that that, that, uh, uh, led to this? Well, it's becoming so usual 
that this one, a couple of hours on the TV, normally they send the reporters out and you have a whole day of the television, you know, uh, showing uh, and interviewing and all the politicians coming up with the same bullshit. Uh, we send our thoughts and prayers and condolences to the vic- families of the victim. Give me a break. Empty. But at least this one wasn't even covered so far as I could tell. There was something for a moment on television. I was switching stations where they were interviewing the father of the boy who was killed, who apparently acted heroically. He tried to throw himself and may have prevented a much greater tragedy from taking place with, with his sacrifice. But I still don't understand uh, what was going through this kid's mind. Was he angry? Did he hated the people he was killing? Did he even know them? Much of the time, they don't know them. We learned that uh, Klebold and what was the other one was also uh, out in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, that was the, one of the first big ones. Uh, planned it. They wore black coats. It was clearly a fantasy going on of, of revenge, and they had been bullied. Right? Well, millions of adolescents are bullied, but not too many of them act in a revenge and kill not only the people who are, usually they don't kill the people who bullied them they kill somebody else uh, <clears throat> you get a little closer to a motive but these ones where the kid comes in and he starts opening fire I don't know what he's feeling does he know what he's feeling it's very easy for somebody to be in a rage <clears throat> and deny the rage but again all of these things these killings, these shootings, they're not impulsive, like the, like somebody who comes home and he finds a burglar in his house and defend himself in a, in a rage and, and, and in fear, shoots the, the burglar. Um, or, or again, who feels betrayed by somebody and, and in a rage, uh, particularly if drugs and alcohol are involved, so that the, the gatekeeper, the conscience, the something that would have said, no, don't pull the trigger, find another way of getting even, uh, it has been put to sleep. Um, something bad is happening. Uh, I know it comes from the politics at what we're seeing. Um, there's going to be more rationalizations. Uh, and I'm going to think about what group to give money to. Uh, but I would love to interview some of these kids I'm not in a position to do that because a good interview can give you some idea of the state of mind if the person is willing to talk about it and if the individual uh, is going to be able to articulate enough as to his his or her, usually it's almost always boys, males. Um, So here I am. I can't answer this. But I do know we're all monsters if we don't all take a stand and push very hard through the political process uh, and create a moral climate in which we say military weapons should not be in the hands of anybody but the military, which could get me along the line of how do we finally stop war? Uh, Our beloved president uh, may be leading us into a war with um, uh, Iran. Um, That'll cause a distraction uh, that he usually needs. Uh, I, I can't even talk about I can't even watch the news. Uh, 
But this really caught my eye uh, and my soul and my mind and and uh, makes me want to have some understanding of why this kid did it in terms of motives. He's not a monster. He's a tragic figure himself. His life is over. Um, now they'll fight about what to do with him, put him in prison the rest of his life, kill him, hand him over to the psychiatrist who will say he's mentally ill and then cure him and release him or put him in a, a mental facility uh, for the rest of his life. His life is done. Uh, uh, is he suffering guilt? Uh, I'd love to know that. In the aftermath of this, is he sorry? Uh, is he glad? I can't get into the head of this kid or any of the kids who do this. Uh, we find that some of these kids are raised in homes where they're kind of emotionally neglected, upper middle class, wealthy kids uh, who parents don't pay enough attention to them. But lots of kids don't have parents who pay enough attention to them. They don't end up with a military-style weapon and try to blow away as many people as they can, other children. Um, to me, it's a mystery. And so I'm Unless somebody wants to call in and talk to me about this, I'll give that a minute. Otherwise, what time is it? Quarter to five. Not quite time for cocktail hour, uh, which increasingly is becoming the best time of my day. I can actually watch the news for 15 minutes by uh, the uh, while I drain the, 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 the dregs of my first glass of wine. Anyway. That's enough for today. Uh, I haven't done even 20 minutes of this, but that's okay. Uh, tis a mystery. As the king and I, as the king of Siam said, tis a puzzlement in the show. Uh, the king and I. Okay, folks. I wish us all a safe and happy evening. And I wish all of our children will come home from school tomorrow in the same way that they left, although what this is doing psychologically to the children who are being taught that at any moment they can die in their classroom, uh, that is going to be a consideration uh, that uh, will play itself out in many not-so-good ways. Take care. Good night. Adios. Afwida Zain, bonjour, goodbye.